Hello everyone and welcome to the 158 family. Whoa, it's been it's been a while. I have not talked to you guys in such a long time and I missed you. Oh boy, oh boy. It's it's been a little crazy um in the world for everyone and um, especially for my family. So I just kind of decided to take some time off from social media, enjoy time with family. We had friends um, from out of town come and visit us. So we just enjoyed the people around us and enjoyed the time away from social media and just kind of giving our mind our body a break from any negativity that's been out there in the world right now and just taking the moment of our precious time that we have together. So a little update. So let's see here. Wedding planning. I don't remember what I have talked with you guys. Um, it's been such a long time, but it's 347 days till our wedding. We talked to our DJ. We're going to have a fun time. Our DJ, she can do everything and anything, and we're having like are like cultural music, um, traditional music, generic wedding music, some EDM music, like you name it, like she can do it. And I'm so excited. Like her personality is exactly like mine. Like we're like all over the place, but we know when to like get our shit together and everything. So me and her like really connected, like highly recommend her if you guys are looking for a DJ for your wedding, um, please like DM me on my podcast and I will totally connect you with her. She is amazing. And then, so like I said, our friends from out of town came to visit us and we went and we got a suit for my fiance and then our friends are in our wedding. So She's actually my maid of honor. So she already got her dress and her husband, he is kind of the best man. I mean, my fiance didn't want like a best man per se, but you you could say he's the best man, but he got his suit as well. Um, and what I'm really happy about is that it was on sale. Talk about saving money, especially when it comes to like the suits and the dresses for the wedding. Like those things are pricey. So try to find a sale and good quality is hard, but we did it and I'm so happy about it. And I just hope that the other groomsmen won't like slack off and not get the suits, but they're all grown adults. Like if it comes to the point where we're getting close to the wedding and they don't have it, I will be on their asses. But I'm trying to be as less kind of like controlling and a paranoid bride 
and more of like, I trust you kind of thing. Cause we're all adults here, you know, like a lot of us aren't really good at organizing, but we're all adults. Anyways, so that is a little bit about an update. Oh, one more thing. 64 days until I'm done with school. 64 days. We are, I believe, almost, yeah, I think we're halfway through the month. And my next quarter of the semester is starting at the end of this month. Guys, you better believe the minute Thanksgiving is gone, is over, time's going to go by so quickly and I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. I'm so excited. I literally was like talking to my friend today and I was like, let's go to Florida after I'm done with school. Like I'm ready to just like have a great time and enjoy and not needing to do homework, but it is what it is. But I actually like my classes. I'm not going to lie with you guys. For one of my classes, it was my world cinema class we were needing to make like a short one minute like film um for a like a participation point and it was a lot of fun i got really into it my like tiktok came in handy i got so into it that i actually fell down and rolled down a hill but i'm okay don't worry about it um it's all part of the process and then my marketing research class is actually really fun. It sounds boring. It sometimes is, but it's so cool to kind of understand the psychology of people when they're purchasing something and how you find something like that. And then I also have, what other class do I have? I have family studies class. Now that one, I got to tell you guys, it is not hard but it's hard because you can take your opinion on a family completely different and we have like discussions like every thursday and no one gets in an argument like we're we all respect each other but everyone is sometimes like asking each other questions but like why this why this like why is your opinion like this but i mean that's how it is like every family is completely different but any any who i literally can babble as much as i can about like what i'm learning in school because i'm actually enjoying this semester it's how should i say it's useless but not useless classes this semester i have only two classes that are like my last requirements for my degree and the rest are kind of like filling up the rest of my credits but there's so much fun and with family studies and my world cinema class those are the two kind of like fill up spots i enjoy it so much because you learn a lot so if you are a student who's like i do not want to take this class or i have to fill up a class and what should i do take something completely different, like out of your major completely. And 
it will help you in life. The amount of things that I've learned in my family studies class is tremendous and I will be using it when I start my own family, when I get married to my fiance, because it will come in handy. And with world cinema, you get to learn about so much history and so much beautiful artwork and different cultures and how they viewed film and what they used for film in the beginning of film. Like you will appreciate the movies that we see on TV way more. But anyways, let's get to the main topic here. So sit down, relax, maybe grab a notebook because I really hope that this episode part one is going to help you a little bit. All right. Love you guys. Let's get into this. Okay, so question to you all. How many of you guys struggle with dyslexia? Or how many of you parents have children with dyslexia? I'll let you guys take a moment to kind of answer in your notebook or out loud. Now, Dyslexia comes in different ways. There are people with dyslexia who don't have that many issues and can get through school very easily. Then there's people that have very severe dyslexia and dyslexia can come in like different forms. There is, you can have it like with math, if you switch numbers around. You can have it with reading. You can't read um, unless you get some help or you flip your D's and B's around or your N's and M's or all of a sudden like you skip a line or you skip a few words and you can't write a paper. And there's so much, your brain literally flip-flops. Like you can't, determine left or right or you're thinking left but you're showing right it's just it's a learning disability but i hate saying that i hate saying that it's a learning disability i think it is a flavor and a journey that you go on on like improving your personal and educational side of yourself but i wouldn't say it's a disability. I don't really like that word in general. I, in like, you know, like realistic and medical terms, learning disability is fine. But like, I usually say like, I just have dyslexia. I feel like it's less of a hurtful word, but that's for me. Um, so for part one, I will kind of talk about my childhood experience with dyslexia and then in part two i will talk about how i am as an adult now with dyslexia so childhood i always knew that there was something kind of like 
off while others were already knowing how to read those like pat, mat, bat books, I was struggling to read those books. And I would like sit in class and pretend to read. I would literally pretend to read. I had like a girl next to me, she was reading chapter book after chapter book, like, you know, those like easy kindergartner chapter books, I couldn't read that. I would list, I remember I would go to like the book cubby and pick up, it was like this horse uh, chapter book. I would open it and I would like pretend to quickly like flip through the pages because I had absolutely no idea how to read. And I would be practicing how to read with my mom and my dad every single day in the morning before bed while we're getting ready and i just couldn't do it i couldn't even i couldn't even literally read pat p-a-t i couldn't even read that like it was such a struggle like i would be crying i would feel like i'm failing school like there's something wrong with me and my professors Oh, sorry, my teachers, um, they would literally tell my mom that I'm just being lazy or it's a language barrier because I spoke a different language at home. I did have to take ESL, um, but it just it wasn't that like no, probably was a little bit of a language barrier, but I went I grew up at my grandma's daycare and we did learn English like there was speaking English reading English around me but I was just not getting it my sister she is born from overseas and she had absolutely no problem learning how to read same with my cousins I was the only one who was struggling and my mom then did some research and in third grade she took me to a specialist uh that deals with like learning disabilities. Like I said, I hate using that word, but learning disabilities. And she's like, your daughter has, I think, dyslexia. And so we took this special exam to see if I do have it. And I did. And it gave somewhat like a relief for myself and for my mom and for, like for my dad uh that we found like an answer and we just have to work really hard with it but it was still it was so difficult like i'm still still to this day and i will get into that um in part two but still to this day i am terrified to read in front of people even if it's to my fiance or to my closest best friend that I know will not judge me, I am still terrified that I'm going to read something wrong or skip a line. Like it's still this fear that's within me. And it started with like childhood, obviously, like, I progressed from it. But at that time, as a third grader, I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is that I see other kids progressing 
in write already writing papers and I couldn't write a single sentence. But I started going to these classes and to be honest, I don't I don't think that this company um, is open anymore, but they helped me so much. I would go there like once or twice, maybe three times a week. And I would literally learn how to read there. I would learn how to write there, how to sound out the words, how to make reading easier for me, how to make it more fun for me. In a way, I was learning how to trick my mind into kind of like knowing how to read. So as I progressed, I took these uh, classes for people with dyslexia. And I also took some, I, I took ESL. And then there was also like help at school. I, for my elementary and middle school, I grew up at a very small school. It's a charter school. It's called Beacon Academy. It was located in Maple Grove, but now it's located in Crystal. It was at the time that I was going to school, it was very tiny. I knew everyone in my class and a lot of people in other classes. And I I really have to thank that school because they were very accommodating and they helped me to feel kind of comfortable in my own like barriers that I had with education um, and everything and having like a learning issue. It was also a Spanish immersion. So I did learn how to speak Spanish, but I had to stop after we found out that I had to really truly focus on my dyslexia and focus on my ESL. But it was a start, you know, it was a journey. And for kids out there or young adults or just adults that are really like finding out that, oh, like I'm dyslexic or, oh, my child might have this or why is my child? There's so many questions out there and I want to give you an ease. Everything's going to be okay. It's a journey. My God, like there was so much crying and struggling, laughter, anger. You experienced all of the emotions. It was a struggle. But like with everything, it's a process. Imagine if you're, I was a rhythmic gymnast, okay? So imagine you're a gymnast. You, I started when I was four. You're four years old, you walk into class. You don't know how to point your toes. You bend your knees all the time. You don't know how to do uh, a flip or rondage or first position, second position, third position, fourth position. You don't know how to do that. And then over time, your flexibility gets better. Your knowledge and the terminology gets better. You learn. It's the same thing. You are training your brain. Your brain is a muscle, just like your muscles in your body. And that's literally what you do. You're, I was training every single day my brain to learn how to read, to learn how to write, 
to learn how to speak English. It's it was a process and I finally started to learn how to read and by fifth grade I was reading small chapter books. Yeah, I know that they there were students reading these super hard chapter books and I wanted to be a part of that, but I just couldn't. And I was reading kindergarten chapter books. But when I read a sentence without stuttering, it was amazing. If you're a parent that has a child with dyslexia, learn how to encourage your child. Educate yourself. And this is a start. This podcast is a start because you get to listen from a person that went through it. And if you guys are interested, I can bring my mom on to the next podcast to show more of a parent um, view on raising a kid with dyslexia. It's nothing scary. It's nothing bad. Your child isn't dumb or stupid or lazy. They may just have a struggle and and they have dyslexia or some other learning disability but it is what it is and you need to teach your child how to overcome these things and i'm not a parent yet i don't know how it feels like to see your child struggle with school or sport but I've been there. I but and I've learned and this knowledge I will pass down to my kids. And if I do have a child that has a dyslexia just like me, I'll know where to start. I'll know what to do. Just remember your your child needs to see you proud of them. Your child needs to see you not panic. No panicking patience and i know it's hard i know it's really hard being patient with a kid that cannot get it but you understand it is super hard i have a niece she has add she cannot sit in one spot whatsoever you take breaks that's what i did kids with dyslexia they tend to do have add adhd um and we are more creative that our brain if you think about it this is our brain one side is bigger than the other and that side is the creativity side so i would like color for a break or for my niece i would have her just tell me a story she's very creative or have her draw something or play with play-doh play with slime just have something like a fidget or get her energy out it will also help with the child's frustration they're conching up and their brain is freaking out and they don't understand what is going on like why can they not get something so simple so they need to just take a deep breath have a breathing ball maybe do some jumping jacks get all the wiggles out, get the stress out. That's a start. Sitting there and being there for your child and for the child to 
feel that you're not panicking will help a lot. And when I, from personal experience, when I saw my parents start panicking or freaking out, I felt guilty. I felt stupid. You know, that's more of like a harsher word to say. When I say stupid, I felt like I'm failing. I was so terrified by the time I was in high school that with my dyslexia, I, I wasn't able to write papers when I was in high school. My mom would actually help me write papers. I would have tutors that would help me write papers. I was so terrified that I'm not going to get into college, that I'm not, that I'm going to fail my family. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. I thought that everyone, all the kids in my family are going to go through college and get these amazing degrees. And I'm going to be stuck being a, a waitress, which is nothing wrong with that. But in my mind, I, view more for myself i would literally run to my dad every day wanting to look at ink magazine for those who don't know that it's a business magazine my dream still to this day is to be on the cover of ink magazine i have such a big story to tell i struggled through dyslexia. I struggled through a language barrier. I grew up with immigrant parents. I, I'm, I'm Jewish, you know, like I, I had a lot of hatred, not only with my learning disability, but my religion and um, where my family was from. It was hard. And I, I actually know a lot of my friends that also have the same backgrounds and was struggling as well. Like I have a story and I have a, I feel like I have a voice and I wanna like say it out there. If you're getting bullied for having dyslexia, for not knowing how to read or write, push them away push them away because honey you are bright you know how many super bright and well-known people have dyslexia president obama um einstein oh my goodness there there's a lot more out there and i wish i can like i forgot to pull up my list okay i accidentally forgot to press uh Oh, I can't even speak now. I accidentally pressed end on the record button and took the time to actually look up. So uh, Ricky Branson, Albert Einstein, like I said, Tom Cruise, Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, um, Sheer, Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, who else? There's a lot more here. Hold on. Uh, la, la, la. Orlando Bloom, Harry Winkler, Whoopi Goldberg. There's so many familiar people out there that have dyslexia and that has not stopped them from it. Remember that it is not a problem. It is a journey. It is a struggle. 
Yes, but it will make you stronger. And it has made me stronger. I want to end this podcast that I will continue this story to my adulthood at the end of the week, hopefully. <laughs> nah, I will. Um, I really missed you guys. And please like, follow, and share. And I really hope that this part one truly has helped you and will help you, your child, yourself, anyone really. I love you, everyone. I am glad that we had this moment together. I'm so blessed that you're here. And bye.